This is the Ed Marlin Show. Welcome back to Max Out, everybody. Super excited to have my guest to my right here today. All of you will recognize this man. 17 years in the big leagues, four-time World Series champion, eight-time All-Star, one of the greatest baseball players of all time, and ironically, we're going to talk very little about that today, <laughs> which is incredible because the rest of your story is so miraculous and so bananas. So this is Daryl Strawberry, everybody. Daryl, thank you for being here. Yeah, thanks for having me, man. I appreciate it, man. It's going to be very good today. This story is, you know, if you're listening and it's the beginning and you're a baseball fan, you're going to stick around. But for those of you that aren't, you're driving in your car, you're running on the treadmill right now, we're going to talk today about faith. We're going to talk about redemption. We're going to talk a little bit about prison, drugs, alcohol, giving up on people. If you've got somebody in your family maybe that's given up on you or maybe you're thinking about giving up on somebody, maybe you should revisit all of that today when you hear from this wonderful man. So. I don't know where to really begin with you, but <laughs> let's start out a little bit. Give them a little bit of a background for those that don't know, because I followed it for a long time. But you had this incredible baseball career, but throughout that career, there was the man behind the uniform, and that guy was struggling most of the time off of the field. Would you? No agree question. With that? I yeah. mean, it, I think it all comes from um, childhood. You know, a lot mm -hmm. of times um, we see people become successful, but we don't know what happens behind closed doors. Mm -hmm. And in my life, my father was an alcoholic, and he used to beat me and tell me I would never amount to nothing. I believed that. He came home for the last time when I was 14, uh, and he pulled out a shotgun and said he was going to kill the whole family. Mm -hmm. Had it not been for my mother, we would have killed him that night, me and my brothers, you getting us out of the him? house. We, yes. Mm -hmm. Her getting us out of the house, and that saved him from being killed. So what I always tell people, uh, I was already bruised on the inside. I was already wounded and scarred on the inside. And... Mm -hmm. Um, and my pain uh, of who I was led me to my greatness, and my greatness would eventually lead me to my destructive behavior. Mm. Because I think what happens a lot of times, people don't understand, if you're not well on the inside, it, it really doesn't matter what you look like on the outside, because people project what people are from the outside. Here mm. I am, 6'6", six, six, power hitter, right. can do it all, play baseball, but on the inside, I'm broken. Mm. So I go on to play Major League Baseball and achieve all these great things, win Rookie of the Year, and and championships and, and, and make millions of dollars. And I've been privileged my whole life, Ed, mm -hmm. living behind community gates. There's nothing wrong with that, mm -hmm. you know, because I worked for that. Mm -hmm. But still, at the same time, that did not make me a man. That just made me accumulate a bunch of stuff. Mm -hmm. and, and people thought, well, you, if you have money, you should be okay. But yeah. what they don't really understand from the inside, uh, it has to be healed. There has mm -hmm. to be a healing process of your hurts, and, and your habits and your hangups. And, mm -hmm. and, and for me, it, it took me a very long time to come to that place. You know, mm -hmm. I stand in a different place today, but throughout my baseball career, I was completely broken, completely empty. Mm -hmm. I think that's why the drug, drugs took place in my life. Mm -hmm. The alcohol, I was a womanizer. Mm -hmm. uh, I was never faithful. You know, I lived a life of, mm -hmm. you know, wanting whatever I wanted yep. because it was at my fingertips. You yeah. know? People dangle it at me. I said, yes. okay, I'll take it. I'll taste <laughs> right. it. You know, I'll right. see what it's like. And, mm. and, and that's what I, I went through mm. as a young athlete. You know, and did you ever know, Daryl, when did you know? Because you're this great player, rookie of the year. I mean, and, and, and I'll be the fall baseball. Just a beautiful athlete to watch play, too. So unique, special. Um, one of the most famous people in the world at the time. Was, was there a point when you started to drink or use drugs that you knew you were in trouble? where you started to know this has gotten away from me a little bit? Was there a point where you knew? Well, I think a, a point in time comes. Mm. Comes, you know, I, I realized at the, at the beginning that this wasn't a good road because I started mm. when I was 14. 
Okay. You know, I was already smoking marijuana at the okay. age of 14. You know, a lot of people get on me about the marijuana maintenance, and I really wasn't talking about adults. You do whatever you want, but for a kid to start there, yeah. and, and, and you get to that place and you realize it doesn't work anymore, so you go to the next. Okay. You know, and I started at the age of 14, and then I got into the alcohol, and when I got to the big leagues, that's when I got introduced, my first road trip. I got in, introduced really? to cocaine, you know, by a veteran player. Well, welcome to the big leagues. Send me to the back of the plane on my first plane ride, and, and, and I just wanted to fit in. You know, I just wanted to be a part. You know, I didn't, wow. I didn't care, and I went back there. And, Who were you, 20 years old? 21. 21. I went back there, and I took a line, and that was it. You know, I, I, mm. I loved it, just like most mm. people will, you know, mm. and uh, I, I'm not ashamed to talk about it, and so many of us are ashamed to talk about, oh, I never did drugs, I never did this. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, you've done something, you know, most yeah. of us have done something, you know, we yeah. just don't want other people to know, but my story uh, of, uh, of my pain and brokenness would lead to, you know, a transformation that would be able to help so many. Yeah. And, and I think a lot of times, as people, we don't realize, because of the platforms that we have, uh, that it could be used in such a great way yeah, uh, to help somebody else. It doesn't have to. It doesn't have to be used through the fact that, oh, I'm a great baseball player, football player, basketball mm-hmm. player. Yeah, I was a great baseball player. Right. No question about it. I, mm-hmm. I did it all, thirty thirty and whatever. Yeah. You know, I wanted to do on the baseball field, but mm-hmm. when I took the uniform off, who am I? Yeah. Uh, that's a lot of questions. A lot of us ask ourselves, mm-hmm. and yeah, we can walk, run around with our titles and all the things we achieved, mm-hmm. but in real reality, one day that's going to be over. Right. The lights will be off. Yeah. You know, you won't run on the field anymore and, mm-hmm. and nobody's going to be cheering like they used to cheer for you. Mm-hmm. Now, who are you? And, and I think a lot of times uh, a lot of athletes and people and, mm-hmm. and, and in the different industries, they struggle with that because they, they can't they can't come to a place of who am I really not with the uniform on so yeah you're right their identities tied up in what they do and I want to talk about a lot of different things as it relates to this I, everyone hearing this though, I want you to understand something your test can become your testimony someday and I remember watching from a distance as the things that that weren't good in your life were happening I remember when you got arrested I heard he, oh he had to go to prison for a while and then you had colon cancer you had all these other things if you were to think back at that time how amazing God is everybody that during that time, this man's entire story, God was preparing him to change other people's lives during that moment. It's so miraculous, isn't it? That is so good, because <laughs> that is so true. And mm. that's what it really was all about. Mm. It, it, it was your test mm. to be able to have a testimony. Yeah. Because uh, you got you must pass the test mm. to really be able to have a testimony. Because I could talk about my uh, athletic skills and, and mm. achieving that. Mm. That that's different. But the test of life, you know, like you said, ending up in a Florida State Prison with a T one seven one six nine, which I never forget. Mm. Which having cancer twice and losing my left kidney, and having God doing for me what I couldn't do for myself in those situations. Was, was pretty powerful yeah. be- because it, it comes to a place later on in my life, the transformation would become real. Mm. And it's evidence that um, his hand is all, was always all over my life and all over my life now and, mm. and give you the platform. Um, you know, and I remember when he called me and I said, I, I said I'm, not, I'm not qualified to do this. He says, no one is qualified. I qualify the call. I so, love that. <laughs> I just love that. So it was a, it was a, it was a process mm. that I had to go through. And I think a lot of times people don't under, understand the process. I had to sit for seven years with God to be discipled. Because the Bible talks about it. It says my people perish because of lack of knowledge. knowledge. You know, not just, you know, that, not, most people get consumed 
with all the earthly things, yep. but they never understand the kingdom things. The kingdom is greater than the earth, and I think so many of us missed at it. And I was missing that for such a very long time because I was wondering why the fall. Let me, let me say this to you, Ed. Yeah. Had I not fallen, I probably would have made another $50 million playing, $50 million playing baseball, mm. but I wouldn't have never met Jesus because it would have kept me separated in that same place. And, and not saying that you can't live and have sure. you know, uh, wonderful things and live comfortable, because we all do, even, even as a believer. Mm. But the things don't have me. You know, yes. I, I'm free on the inside. You know, I, I, I live in a home, I have a car, yep. and, and, but the joy, you know, the joy is, is, is it comes from the Lord. Yes. You know, it doesn't come from, you know, the earthly things I have because I've already lived uh, uh, behind the gates and had all the earthly things. Yeah. And I remember having all that, but I was never happy. You said something, anyway. I was driving, I was telling you when you came here, by the way, I love what you just said about you can have the things, but they can't have you. There's nothing wrong with chasing material things. I talk about that in my messages all the time, but if you want to give yourself a great gift, everybody, I would go to YouTube and I would watch some of Daryl um, preaching and speaking. Um, I listened to a lot of different people, but I was telling you over the last few weeks, I was already prepared for this interview because I followed you. I know enough about you. I became kind of addicted to listening to some of your testimonies. Um, and one of the th couple of things you said, I want you to elaborate on now, but you talked about something pretty magnificent where you said, Everybody had given, can give up on you, but God will never give up on you. And that was something, I was crying, I literally kind of, a, a man alone in his car, you know, I'm like, you kind of got that face you get, you know, because my eyes were watering because I've always felt the comfort of God in my life. Mm -hmm. I've always just felt like he's had his hand on me, that as much as I love my children, it's amazing to think as a father, as much as you love your children, that the Lord loves you even more than that, right? But would you speak to that for a minute? I well, just want people to hear the way you say well, it. Because, it's yeah, that's so true, because everybody will give up on you on the natural, because they look at you from the natural standpoint, mm -hmm. and God looks at you from the supernatural, because he created you, and he knows when he brings you back uh, to the place, it, it, it's, not, it's not man doing it, it's mm -hmm. him himself. So now he's created, the image of, of him inside of you, why everybody else is, is, is talking about you and persecuting you and saying negative things about you. And he says, well, I'll take you because I'll, I'll mold you and I'll, I'll put you back together. Mm. And he said, I will never leave you nor forsake you while everybody else is, is, is giving you away. I'll use you for my glory. And that's, that's the greatest thing about it is you get to be used for his glory. Mm. And what is his glory about at the end of the day? I think so many of us miss it. It's not about us. You know, he molds us back together to go love others and help others and encourage others and build others up to, to say, I was this broken piece and I was left for dead, but I was given this grace that I don't deserve. And when we can understand that, <laughs> when we can understand it as people, the grace that is given to us, you don't deserve it. Now you know, really know who God is. Now you can have this, you know, really comfortable relationship with him. And I don't have to be a pretender anymore. Uh, I got to a place where I just didn't want to straddle that fence anymore and be a hypocrite talking about, I know Jesus, but I really don't know him. I just know his name, but I don't know his power. His power, his name is great, but his power is greater. And he brings more to you to be able to do and go back and, 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 and get somebody else who is hurting. That don't, a lot of times that don't look like you, which we are afraid of as people, as people that don't look like us, because what we look like, oh, we look like uh, I was a, a millionaire playing Major League Baseball, so that's those people problem. No, that's not their problem. They didn't sign up for that. You know, and God gives us, uh, God gives us the opportunity. He gives us the opportunity to be able to go back and say, 
your life matters no matter what you've been through. Mm. You're not a mistake. You just made a bunch of mistakes. That's oh, all good. it is. That's so good. I think people are tuning in the middle. It's like, is this Daryl Strawberry and Ed Milet talking about? <laughs> <laughs> they like, wow, you're not a mistake. You've just made mistakes. Brother, that's so good. Just let that sit on me for a minute. <laughs> hey, everybody needs to hear that, including me. You said something else. This is so good. We're going to run out of time in 35 minutes from now. I'm going to be ticked off because this is so good. But you said something else. I'm driving in the car, and it, I've never heard someone say this before. And, I, and this is important for someone like me. Those of you are having some success right now, some progress, or you're kind of tied to your career, whether you're a big league baseball player, a business person, or even mm -hmm. whether your identity is you're a mom, that's your career. You said something about that, you know, the adversary, one of his great forms of deception that he'll use on us is preventing us from ever really getting to know ourselves, our true selves, right. that we connect ourselves to what we do or what our career is. And I, I, I literally rewinded that part and listened to it again. Would you talk about that for yes, a second? Yes, the enemy himself, he sets us up and um, deceives us and makes us believe that uh, this is good. Um, I'm great uh, because I'm hitting home runs and you know I've been successful and I'm making millions of dollars. And, mm. and, and what people don't understand, what he keep, what, what he keep you focused on is I yourself that's what he keeps you focused on not anything else mm. so you you you're never a part of what's important when it becomes team and winning you know it becomes about one one person yeah. what i'm doing mm. and and he deceives us and make us believe that um uh it's all about us yes and 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 then we take the wrong turns because now the ego's gotten in the way mm. okay what's a man's ego a three-letter word mm. easing god out that is the ego mm -hmm. that the enemy keeps us. Mm -hmm. Now we can ease God out. Mm -hmm. Now he knows that I could tear you up because you got an ego. Wow. You know, he's very smart, he's very clever. Mm -hmm. He always have been from the beginning. Mm -hmm. I, I think a lot of us just never pay attention to it. Mm -hmm. You know, and yeah, I'm a Christian, I'm an evangelist now, and mm -hmm. I know the word of God, and mm -hmm. you know, the Bible's clear to me. It, mm -hmm. And it talks about my people perish because of lack of knowledge. Mm -hmm. See, people think they're not perishing because they have earthly things. Yeah. But inside they're perishing because they will never receive the eternal things, mm. you know, because all the earthly things have made me feel well. And this is what the enemy does. He he's the deceiver mm. where he makes you believe all this is good. Mm. You know, that's what he that that's what he does to all of us. You know, mm. here here you can have all this. I mean, he even did that to Jesus. And when I look back in Matthew 4, 4, he tempted him with all the earthly yeah. things. Right. I'll give you all this. I'll have you all this. Just bow down to me. Mm. I'll let you have the stuff. Mm. But Jesus said to him, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. See, that's the difference in us and him mm. rebuking him mm. and, going, and keep going about the business that he was sent forward to do. Mm. And, and that's the same thing that we have to learn. I mean, I'm not over the top. I don't yeah. preach, preach to nobody. I love people. Yeah. You know, I want people to have what God has given to me because it's freely given. Right. You know, it's this free gift to give to us mm. to be able to go back and, and, mm. and love others and help others. You know, mm. so we have to be extremely careful about, you know, titles yeah. and success, yeah. you know, because it's earthly mm -hmm. titles and success because none of it gets in. You're right. I buried my mom at the age of 55 from terminal breast cancer. I buried my sister at the age of 51. They didn't take the house with them. They didn't take the car with them. 
and I've had cancer twice and lost my left kidney in my second surgery. So you talk about a miracle, you're looking at a living miracle yeah. and a living testimony of what God can really do in a life and how he can re restore life to wholeness. Um, this, is, this is about faith. People, I, I, Ed, this is about having faith. Mm. You know, I, and I think people get it wrong and think, oh, well, that's not important to me because mm. um, if, I, if I have to live this way, then I have to uh, live by these principles, you know? Mm. And, and it's great to live by God's principles and commandment when you know it. And, you know, I'm a sinner, but I just don't practice anymore. <laughs> <laughs> that's so good. Because you, you, I met you, you walked in, because we had not met. We got a bunch of mutual friends, we had not met. I'm, honestly, there's kind of a light about you, brother. There's the Holy Spirit on you. Your goodness is, shines through now. And I'll bet if I met you 25 years ago that I would not see that exact same light, even though it was inside you, it was not reflecting out of you. Because we all have that light in us. But sometimes our sin, our life, I'm a product, by the way, of knowing, I can attest to everybody that I want you to have an oceanfront house. That's right. great. I want, you want to have a jet or a nice car, that's great. But I can promise you all that I know, because I've got the stuff you want, that that's not going to fill you up. It's not going to fulfill you. It's not that it can't make you happy. Of course, buying a nice pair of shoes, or it can make you happy, but it won't fulfill you long term. So what happened? So here's this guy, great baseball player, one of the greats I, I've ever seen play. And probably what you said is true. If there wasn't all this off the field stuff, almost certainly in the Hall of Fame, you already got 1,000 RBIs, already hit 350 home runs, was rookie of the year all-star, four world championships, and just hit bombs, by the way. <laughs> just flat bombs. And so there's this man, and then he starts to have this drug and alcohol addiction problem, cancer twice, and then, and by the way, I bet you even had a couple times where you thought you had it licked, drugs or alcohol, and then you didn't. What happened that has created this man for the last, well, how long have you been sober now? 16 years. 16 years. What happened? Well, it, it, it's really simple because it, it's, it's what God always do. He al he's not going to do anything different. Hmm. He's going to always use people to help people. People, okay. And people to help people. My mother prayed for me when I was a sinner and a heathen and a womanizer hmm. that God would knock me off my throne. Hmm. She went home to be with the Lord and her prayers came to pass. Hmm. God knocked me off my throne and met me right where I was at. Found me in the pit and put me in the pulpit. Hmm. My wife pulled me out of dope houses 16 years when everybody else, 16 years ago, when everybody else had given up on me. And I was shooting dope, smoking crack, and I wanted to die. And I said, why don't you just leave me here, you and that God, and let me die? And she said, you're just not that lucky. <laughs> so, <good. laughs> so there it is right there. Yeah. It's people, it's, it's like, do we respond uh, to people help, or do we keep our egos and our pride? See, my wife was very clear to me about uh, getting well, because she was already well and had a relationship with God. And, and, mm -hmm. and there she was very clear about, taking off the uniform. You're not Daryl Strawberry number 18 anymore. Mm. Take the uniform off mm -mm. and become a man, mm. you know? And that's when the promises that are over all our lives. Yeah. See what you're living in, Ed, and I'm living in, we're living in the promises of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Now we get to eat from a land that we don't even know about, it's God's land. Mm. And it's good, now we get to taste and see how really good it is. Mm. And if, you, if you're that way in the natural and you say you have all this, and why do I need God? You're gonna miss the yeah. eternal part after this life. I think everybody's more, yeah. more consumed with this life instead of the after ones, mm. after life he's talking about. Mm. So, so many will miss that because they don't realize that walking with him is so much greater mm. than not walking with him, having him. So 
what does he do in life like mine? Mm. He rescues me from my sinful ways. Mm. He redeems me with his blood, which cleanses me. Mm. Now he restores me with his grace, mm. which I understand. He says, my grace is sufficient for you, for my strength is made perfect in your weakness. Mm. So how many times we be weak mm. and what do we lean on? We lean on stuff, but at yeah. the end of our life, that's not going to save us. You know, that's not going to that's not going to bring us to the place where he's really trying to get us. And yeah. and I'm so I'm so grateful for I'm so grateful for the fall. I'm so grateful for my success as a baseball player. Yeah. But at the same time, I'm, I'm grateful for uh, going through the pits of life because I wouldn't have never been able to understand, mm -hmm. you know, the love, the true love of him because I didn't have a father. Mm. My father was an alcoholic. He beat me and never showed up in my life until I was somebody. Mm. And that relationship was broken. And I, I also ended up leading my father to the Lord, the man that rejected me. I, they they got to hear this because I think this is such a powerful part of your story about with your dad. So share that. Please. It's, it's incredible. He rejected me. He was out of my life and all those years. And, and, and he was in a hospital and, and it was like over six, about six years ago, I was doing a men's conference in, in California. And, and God says, go down to the hospital. And, and, and he says, he says, repent to your father and not talk about what he did you to you. You repent to your father. For keeping him out of my life. Mm. And, he, and, and I, I, I struggled with it mm. and I finally did it. And I went down there and I asked my father, I said, would you forgive me? I'm sorry for keeping you out of my life. And a tear came out of his eye. And he said, yes. And I lost it. I just laid in his lap and cried so hard. Mm. And there I was crying in the, mm. the man's lap that beat me and rejected me. And the Lord said, lift up. And I, I lifted up and I said, would you like to accept the Lord over your life? Because he's changed my life. He said, yes. And there I was. I was leading, him, leading my father in the center of prayer and he accepted it. And then the Lord says, I need you to always remember this. It's never about you. How dare you not forgive him and I forgave you. And he said, the forgiveness wasn't for your father. The forgiveness was for me. Wow. See, because what happened was in that, wow. it set me free forever. I was no longer in bondage anymore. I was no longer in chains anymore because it kept me, yeah. it kept me bound, bound up and in chains because I would, you know, in the chains because I would never get, was able to get free from it. So mm. it, it's just a life that, wow, I know it's a, it's a life that we live that is short. Yeah. You know, and it's, eternity's forever. It, it is life forever. Is short. It is yeah. forever. And a lot of times people don't want to talk about these things. I'm, Listen, Ed, thanks for having me on the show. I, yeah. I've, I've already talked about all the worldly things I've done. Mm -hmm. If people need to see clips about that, go back and see the home runs, the right. trophies, the fights, and everything mm -hmm. else. <laughs> <laughs> right. You know, but, right. you know, today, you know, today my urgency is uh, to help people who struggle with addiction. There's yeah. an epidemic in America, opiates and heroin killing all these kids. And, I know. Uh, there's bullying, there's depression, there's mental illness, is suicide, and, and yeah. so many different things. And now I get a chance to go back and raise money for programs and, and, and love on people and help people. My life today is greater than it's ever been. Wonderful, brother. That's so wonderful. Than it's ever been. Mm. A baseball player, uh, trophies, mm. being an evangelist, standing in front of thousands, mm. and preaching the gospel and helping others. I got the greatest life. I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm not complaining. I'm not forcing this on anyone. This yeah. is just who I am. It, Praise God, but good for you, brother. I, I, um, there's a part of me as I'm listening to you. Um, it's just magnificent what, you, what you're becoming and what you're doing for God. And I know that it's not about you, but there's so many lessons. The reason I'm letting you talk so much 
is that there's more to be learned from you today, certainly, than from me. And the things you've said here, I just want everyone just to take an inventory about this, about people helping other people. If you're trying to find your calling in life, right? I mean, that's one of the, the pathways to do that is always going to be towards you serving other people. Mm -hmm. And this idea of the forgiveness with your father is absolutely beautiful. The idea of the adversary trying to keep us from knowing ourselves. There's so much depth to all of this. And all the topics you just listed, from depression to mental illness to drug addiction, I've covered those things on my show before. And I'd like just from you, the, the, the drug addiction and alcohol, the substance abuse part of our culture is real and it's pronounced. And there have been people sitting in that chair who, while they were sitting in that chair, I knew were under the influence uh, various different times. If there's someone listening to this who has a loved one who's struggling with it, who maybe they're getting ready to give up on, or maybe there's someone listening or watching this who's struggling with drugs or alcohol, who is maybe ready to give up on themselves, yeah. what would you say to those folks listening? I would say to them is, is never give up on anybody because we don't have a last say. Because all the people that had given up on me and even my former teammates and players 16 years ago when they, I started walking in this way mm -hmm. and they were saying, let's see how long this will last. <laughs> <laughs> right. And um, it's been 16 years, you know, because my wife didn't give up on me and my mother didn't give up on praying on me. So mm -hmm. at the end of the day, we should love them, but we don't have to tolerate them. You know, I think a lot of times people think we have to tolerate people's situations. We don't. We can love them. See, love is more powerful than anything you can ever imagine. When we love people right where they're at and when they're hurting. Because we don't never know when the light is going to come on. Hmm. And we're living in today, Ed, where there's a spiritual brokenness over addiction. That's why we're in an epidemic. Hmm. Spiritually, people are broken in the inside. That's why they use opiates. Mm. You know, to try to escape from what's wrong with me on the inside. Mm. That's why they drink alcohol to drown themselves in alcohol. Because I was the same way. I was spiritually broken on the inside. And it wasn't until I got healed on the inside. Mm. And, and that's where the uh, real victory comes when one gets healed on the inside. And so we have to learn as people is, is to love each other right where they're at. Yeah. And, and, and not point fingers. I always tell people when I'm preaching, I says, when you're pointing fingers at somebody, guess what? Three are pointing right back at you. Mm -hmm. And they don't realize that because that's what we do. We point that one finger mm -hmm. and all the three are pointing back at us, mm -hmm. telling us, you got problems too. Right, right. You're <laughs> so right. It's a, you're right. So it's, 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 it's nothing wrong with, with having problems mm -hmm. because if I sat here and, and, and said to you, Ed, that I was a victim over everything that happened to me, mm -hmm. I wouldn't have never been able to get well. Yes. I'm not a victim. I'm an overcomer. Mm. You know, people sit in that uh, victim mentality of, uh, of uh, they done this to me. Well, you're black, you're white. Mm -hmm. God's not looking at color. Mm -hmm. People are looking at color, but he's not. That's right. He's looking at the heart of a man. Mm -hmm. He's saying, if I, if I can take this man heart here yes. and I can use it for my good, yeah. I know greatness will come out of it. But yeah. if I don't give him a heart, because see, most people want to <coughs> function with their head. That's right. And, and try to, oh, I got head knowledge. Well, mm. where has the head knowledge Right. gotten you right. you know it's the heart it's the yeah. heart that he looks at you know for us that he knows that i can use you now because your heart is right mm. I, I, i've gotten you in the right place i can give you everything there's yeah. nothing wrong with that right. and he does give us everything sure but is my heart still right do i still really love people do i meet people right where do i judge people no i don't judge anybody i know they judge me but you know god has changed my life you know and there's no judgment on people i love what you said about um i just want to say this because you just say so many good things. But I love what you said about, 
You can love people, you need to tolerate them. There's a big distinction between those two things. Like, I can love you through your addiction, but I'm not tolerating your addiction. Right. I can love you through your sinning, but I don't need to tolerate the fact that you're sinning in my life. That's a huge distinction. And what you just said is so profound, everybody. If you wonder like where my strength comes from, and I know where yours does too, I have the blood of the King of Kings running through my body. You all forget that. You were born to do something great with your life. He made you in his image and likeness to do something great. It could be in a small way or a big way. It could be your prayer for somebody. It could be your kindness. It could be a phone call, one text message to somebody, just checking in on them. These are all things you can be doing to serve other people that make you do something great with your life. And I remember when my dad was drinking, I was this insecure, shy little boy. I would remember that. Like I would, that's my comfort. Mo many of you ask me, where's your confidence come from? I'm not telling you that I don't work on all the techniques that I teach, but my ultimate confidence is God's got my back. I was born to do something great. I'm favored. And I want you to all remember that. All of you need to remember that. Drive it in your car, run it on the treadmill, watching this on YouTube, wherever you are right now. You were born to do something awesome with your life. Some of those are going to be ways no one on earth ever knows you did it. No one will ever know the prayer you said for somebody. No one will ever know the $10 you gave a homeless person. No one will ever know the text message you sent. Maybe the whole world won't know about it, like they did his home run in the World Series. But God knows about it. And you know about it. And that's the difference you were put here to do in the world. That's so, good. I, yeah. That's so good. That's so good, man. Because that, that's really what it all boils down to. Right. It, it doesn't boil down to the self-image of who we are. It's the image of God. You know, like you said, you always know he has your back. Yes. No matter what, no matter what, no matter what, you know, we, we become, you have to know that he has your back. That's right. Behind everything that you're doing. You're literally never alone. Yeah. Those of you that, so many of you feel invisible and alone. You're literally never alone. And I know what that's like. By the way, guys, hey, I'm a sinner saved by the grace of God. I'm not perfect sitting right. here. Before <laughs> Daryl got here today, there's probably been 11 things I did wrong this morning. Come right? on. I don't accept that I've done them. I, I'm not saying that I don't need to improve upon them. I'm not perfect. He's not perfect as we sit here today. Right. And that's why, that's why the power of social media is so good. That's why I use my Instagram mm -hmm. and you use your Instagram to draw people. Mention that now because that's where they need to be following you so they can stay. You got a, you got a great book on marriage that I loved. Yeah. You got a, you've got several great books, but you're also writing one right now. It's going to be coming out. So where do they follow you on Instagram? Make sure they know that. Um, Daryl Strawberry 18 on Instagram. Daryl Strawberry 18 on Instagram if you want to follow me. But, you know, my message that I send out there is, is, is affirmation of, uh, power, of good stuff, you know, mm. of helping and loving and helping other people and caring for other people. I, I don't care if God ever gives me anything else again. He's giving me joy to help others. And, and, and that's so good to be able to wake up and, and know that and, and get outside of yourself. And, and my new book that I'm coming out is it's called um, Turn, you, Turn Your Season Around. It's going to be called Turn Your Season Around with Zondervan. I just, I'm just signing up with them to do a new book that will turn your season around. And the reason why I'm saying turn your season around, because I remember when I had a first half of the season and the media was saying, well, his season's over, but they forgot I had a second half to go. Hmm. So that's just mm. like in life. Mm. You know, people think, well, I went through the first five, six months. It's hard, but you got another six months to go. Yes. You know, and you could turn that season around. I love you it. You could turn it around with, you know, doing positive things and, mm -hmm. and, 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 and getting, getting this action. I tell people what they, why, they don't, why they don't get well. Because first of all, you got to be free on the inside. Okay. You, can, you, can't be, you can't be consumed with, you know, all these earthly things and making mm -hmm. them be the satisfaction of who you are. That's right. And, and if you can get to the place where you get free on the inside. And, and now the next step, what's the next step? 
you got to get into action. Mm-hmm. People don't want to get into action. They want the miracle, but they don't mm-hmm. want to get into action. Mm-hmm. They sit around, where's the miracle? Why is it not for me? And he's got to guess what, baby? I got into action. 16 years ago, I got up, I picked myself up, and I got into action, mm-hmm. and I started following a different road. And it wasn't the road that I was believing was right. It was the road that God showed me was wow. right. That's so good. And by the way, that season could be in your life. It could be you've had a 20-year season to go on the wrong way, a 40-year. Yes. You could, be, you could be 60 years old. And so far, your life has a moment. You can turn the season around. So powerful. I want to ask you a vulnerable, honest question here, too. Not that we haven't been doing that, but we have been. <laughs> but I, I, first off, I think it's awesome that people that followed your career that maybe haven't followed the last 16 years are like, that's Daryl Strawberry? This is awesome. I <laughs> love this Daryl Strawberry, right? Yeah. Like, I just think it's so cool what you've become and how God's used you. I just do. I love it. And, and God can use all of us in his own unique way. Now, I am curious, though, because I struggle with things to this day. I'm pretty open about them on social media. What day-to-day now for you are, are struggles for you? What do you struggle with? Do you struggle with missing playing baseball? Do you struggle with your sobriety? Do you struggle with elements of your fate? What no. does Daryl Strawberry struggle with? To I, don't, I don't struggle with missing playing baseball. Mm-hmm. I don't struggle with my sobriety. I already know I'm not going back. Okay. Uh, I don't struggle with the uh, day-to-day things. Okay. You know, a lot, of times I, a lot of times I struggle because I travel like 250 times out of the year mm-hmm. to different from place to place. And, and I struggle when I go there to speak and, and am I having an impact? You know, it's not about me. You know, it's just the nature of the flesh. Yeah. You know, because because we a lot of times we're thinking we're thinking it's us because you know I see people and I lead people and what I struggle with is because I lead people and I know people are hurting, mm-hmm. and, and I want them to you know, really to be able to believe uh, that they can be free. Mm-hmm. You know, because God just don't set one person free. Mm-hmm. Why would you? Why would He just set Daryl Strawberry free? Mm-hmm. You know, it, the thing about it was is I entered in. And I try to get people to make that commitment. Mm-hmm. And, and, and that's my struggle, you know, for so many people because I have such an urgency and, 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 and passion and burning desire for people that are ODing and dying. Mm-hmm. I have a real passion for that. Mm-hmm. Before, because for the grace of God, there go I. And I should have been dead. And I see people dying and they don't have to die. If, if, if they can take, you know, some steps in the real direction, um, they can find recovery. And that's, that's one of my real burdens, what I struggle with, because yeah. I've seen the epidemic and, and I've seen 150, 260, whatever it is, a day dying. And it, it just blows my mind. This, my, this is not about being politically correct. You know, mm-hmm. I think a lot of times people think, well, it's about politics. It's, it's not about politics. You know, this is about a brokenness that's real yeah. and it's captivated our, our, our young people. Mm-hmm. And, and they, they don't even have a chance because I've seen them from the age of 18 to 25 come in addicted and young girls at 19 years old that OD two and three times. And, you know, that really mm-hmm. breaks my heart. I struggle with, I struggle inside with that. Like, God, why is this happening? Mm-hmm. You know, why, why is this happening like this? It is today, just like the crack uh, epidemic when they came in and swept across America and in the cities and all the black and African Americans ended up using crack because I ended up smoking crack but I ended up shooting dope too but why would you spare me and why are these kids not live, um, yeah. having a chance to live you know mm-hmm. and that's, that's really hard for me that's, that's really I think what some people do need they need treatment I think they also need a role model or an example 
And I think if you have somebody in your life who's using drugs, maybe have them watch today's show. Yeah. You know, maybe today's show would be powerful for them to just hear your testimony and what's happened with you. Just this weekend in Boston, 32 kids OD'd. Yeah. Six died and 32 OD'd just in Boston this week. And um, it breaks my heart to hear that too. And I think they need more and more role models because I watched what you went through and now I'm hearing your story now. And I'm, I'm moved to know that someone like you is willing to stand up with these kids. I'm just, yeah. I'm proud of you. Thank um, you. I just watched you from afar. I was a fan, obviously, when I was younger. But... I'm proud of you. You have a degree of humility and kindness about you. And I love what you said about the work too. The parable of the sower in the Bible is real. I mean, there's kind of a, a, a contract you have with God. I mean, you've got to be at least willing to plant some of the seeds if he's gonna provide a harvest in your life, right? And some of those seeds are gonna get picked off by the birds or the weather yeah. or the rain or the wind. <laughs> but if you keep planting seeds, yeah. there's a promise, there's a harvest in your life. And I think you're reaping the harvest yes. now of all these seeds you've been planting. So. Having said that, I know today was a little bit stronger on faith than everyone's used to seeing on my show, but I wanted people to hear this message today from your perspective. And I want, first I wanna thank you, but I'm gonna have you answer one more question, but I wanna thank you because um, I, I watched something with you that I want everybody to see, and I told you this off camera. When, when Daryl first started evangelizing, he was good. But he even said in the beginning, he didn't think that he, he didn't want to be called, right? I didn't. And, um, but what you, what you did was, I've watched you step into this calling of yours, and I've watched you get better and better and better to now, you know, I know a lot of the more well-known people in the Christian preaching business, <laughs> and I find myself listening to you. And it has nothing to do with the fact that you could flat mash when you played baseball. It's right. because your message resonates with me. My point is I've watched your giftedness flourish and grow as you've stepped into this very uncomfortable space. Yeah. And all of you out there have a giftedness and a calling, whether that be in sales or business or as a parent or getting up and speaking in public or whatever it might be. And you might not feel like you should be favored to do it, but the more you step into your calling, the better and better you get. You're yeah. outstanding now. <laughs> you're so good. And I'm, you're you. who I've been listening to. So last question would be this, and I think I know where you're gonna go, but I want to give you the floor for it. I'm someone listening to the show today. I'm just not, I'm who you described in the beginning of the show. I'm not where I wanna be in my life. I'm not where I wanna be financially. I'm not where I wanna be in a relationship. My body, my health, um, my spirituality, my faith, I'm just not happy. What would your message to me be? <laughs> I'm broken. Okay, you're broken. Well, broken. my message would be clearly to you is mm -hmm. it doesn't happen overnight. Mm -hmm. It's a process. Mm -hmm. And I think what happens with people is they won't walk through the process. Mm -hmm. They will walk through it for a certain period of time, mm -hmm. then they quit. And my message to the people today is don't quit. Yeah. You know, don't quit. I, had I quit, I wouldn't have never been a four-time World Series champ, I would have never been an eight-time All-Star. Because mm. there were things said to me when I was playing in the minor leagues that mm. I came close to, close to quitting baseball. Wow. And you just can't give up because you don't know what's on the other side. And I think so many people don't push themselves enough. Mm. See, I, I was great because I pushed myself. I didn't, I didn't have a great home life, a father. Yeah. My mother raised five, five of us by herself. So, but I kept pushing myself. I kept not giving up, not quitting. Mm. And I sit here today because I didn't quit. Mm. When the odds were against me, mm. when everybody else had threw me away and said, he's done, mm. there I was 
rising up again because I didn't quit. Mm -hmm. And I, I allowed myself to go through the process. I didn't get like this overnight. Yeah. You guys need to know, God set me for seven years before he ever decided to look at me. So it was a process mm -hmm. and I had to be extremely patient. But he said, I want you to go after me like you went after baseball and how disciplined you was in baseball, you had to be disciplined the same way with me. And I went through that whole process for seven years of, of, of growing and learning mm. and studying and separating myself from worldly things and people. Mm. But I, did, I didn't go back. Yeah. And the problem with most people, if it's, if, it's, if it's eating and not believing in myself or whatever, is you, know, you can't keep going back yeah. to what someone else has said to you mm. if you plan on having the victory. Because if you plan on having the victory, you're going to have to believe it yourself. Mm. And I encourage people, you can, you can reach any goal you want to reach. I mean, I reach goals you know, from a baseball standpoint, but I reach goals from a personal standpoint of living a life that's fulfilling now and loving others and helping others and reaching others right where they're at and never throwing anybody away. God, dude, you're so good. <laughs> so good. Daryl, thank you for today. This exceeded my expectations, <laughs> and I knew it was going to be really, really good, but it helped me today. You, <clears throat> I guess so I... A little bit choked up there, but you helped me today. You make me want to be a better man. You make me want to serve God better. Yeah. And I'm proud of you and Thank I you. wish you continued success. And I'm in your life now. So if you ever need anything brother. from me, you have a dear friend right here. <laughs> Thanks, Thank you so much. Thanks for having me, brother. Thank you you got it, brother. You got yeah. it, brother. And remember yeah. this, everyone, too. When Daryl said this about you're not giving up on yourself, not quitting, God will never quit on you. He's with you all the way to the end and beyond forever. And so remember that in your life, everybody. And also remember to follow this guy on Instagram. Follow me because we can help you every single day. I run the max out two minute drill as you all know on Instagram every day. I wanna connect with you. I don't wanna just make messages or do shows. I wanna connect with you. I wanna know what's going on in your life so I can bring guests and create content that serves you. And so what I do every day is I run a two minute drill on Instagram. It's very simple. I make a post every day, five days a week, Monday through Friday, about 7.30 Pacific time, 10.30 Eastern every day. When I make that post, if you make a comment on the post within the first two minutes, that's number one, or make a comment on other people's comments, or if you miss the first two minutes, just make a comment every day on all my stuff at any time, five, eight hours later, whenever. We do drawings every day. We pick a winner every day. Then at the end of the week, we pick a bunch of winners as well, and they win coaching calls with me, meetings with my guests, max out gear, ride on my jet, Come tickets on. to see me speak. Come on. It's pretty good stuff, right? <laughs> That's awesome. And so would you ever, would you do a one minute, 10 minute call with somebody for us? Would you do I it? would. All right. I would. You would, for real? Yeah. Okay, so one of you is going to get a chance to meet Daryl Strawberry for 10 minutes and have a 10 minute interaction with him too. I cornered you right there. You so got it. You I'm, doing it's that. all good. I love people. Okay, I know you do. And so they'd love to meet you. And so guys, every day on Instagram, connect with me for the two minute drill. Engage, follow me there. God bless you and max out. This is the Ed Marlin Show.